Hello, Vetfolio Voice listeners. Thank you for joining me for another great episode. Today's episode features Dr. Dana Liska, who will be talking to us about itchy pets and helpful treatment options for these poor paritic critters. Did you know that August is Itchy Pet Awareness Month? And if you ask me, that's the perfect time for it. I mean, right in the middle of summer when so many pets are dealing with allergies and itchy skin. Well, Dr. Liska is here to help with great advice on when and how to use medications like Apoquil and Cytopoint, as well as resources that clinics can use to help educate pet owners about allergic itch. First, a little about her. Dr. Liska's career path started in Kansas, where she graduated from veterinary school and completed a one-year internship. It continued in companion animal practice in Montana before moving to the University of Florida, Go Gators, to complete a residency in dermatology. She then moved to the North Dallas area where she practiced for nine years in a referral dermatology practice. Dr. Liska joined Zoetis as a full-time employee in September of 2016 and now serves as a senior veterinary specialist. Currently, she also serves as chair of the North American Veterinary Dermatology Forum. She's certified as both a level three fear-free speaker and human-animal bond speaker, demonstrating how important it is to protect the bond between you, your clients, and their pets. Let's jump in. And today I'm joined by Dr. Liska. She is a senior veterinary dermatologist for Zoetis. Dr. Liska, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, thank you for the invite. Yeah, I like to say I am I am proud to be one of five veterinary dermatologists currently employed by Zoetis. And they have such great dermatology products. So they're lucky to have all of you. (laughs) Thank you. So in this new world of practice that we've experienced over the last 15 months, many veterinary practices are still doing a lot of these curbside appointments. So Dr. Liska, in your opinion, what's been the most challenging aspect of curbside dermatology? Oh, yes. Uh, In my opinion, I would say the most challenging aspect would be the communication part of what veterinarians are dealing with. You know, they're more so than ever communicating by phone while the owner's what, either waiting in the car or maybe even running errands. And then you add on that layer that some owners are feeling really anxious and stressed when they can't be with their pet. And I I think that Zoetis just really wants to make things easier for veterinarians and their staff members. And what Zoetis has done is created resources for use by clinics and the pet owner throughout the curbside journey. Currently for clinics, there is a downloadable toolkit available at a website. You can find it at scienceofstrongerbonds.com and just look for a little tab that says resources there is an electronic toolkit that contains scripts that the clinic staff can use when they're scheduling an appointment for an itchy dog, as well as customizable text and email templates for communication with the pet owner during the appointment. What I think can be really helpful for owners is to take photos of their pet skin and then share those pictures with their veterinarian. It can be helpful to make sure that everyone is on the same page with their concerns. Sure. And thinking about these pet owners that are waiting in the parking lot, um, I I love the idea of pictures. Uh, It says a thousand words, and sometimes it can be hard without the pet owner there to actually see the lesion that you're talking about. 
um, and then try to explain all of this to them. So is there a way for them to learn more about allergic itch and what goes on with this disease process while they're waiting? Absolutely. Zoetis has also created educational resources for pet owners. So picture this, when the clinic staff goes out to the car to meet the pet owner to retrieve the itchy dog, the owner could be handed a sheet from a tear pad that has a QR code on it. And that QR code will bring the pet owner to a website, letstalkallergicitch.com. And they can just go to that website, letstalkallergicitch.com on their mobile device, and they can learn more about allergic itch. They can learn about skin health, and they can learn about Apoquel and Cytopoint. One thing that we saw happen during the pandemic is clinics moving away from providing those handouts, though. So another way this could work is the staff can affix a sticker to their scrubs that the pet owner can easily use their camera app on their smartphone to capture that QR code from a distance, and then it will take them to the website, letstalkallergicitch.com. I love it. That sounds amazing. Um, where can clinics get these tear pads and stickers? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's so easy. So they just need to contact their Zoetis rep who can help them with these resources. So speaking of derm appointments, many veterinarians prescribe or recommend antihistamines as first lines for dogs with allergic itch. But, you know, we know they don't always work and they don't work in most dogs. So why is this? Yeah, good question. <laughs> I think it's because there is a perception by some veterinarians that antihistamines are cost-effective and safe. So why not start with them? And especially for those cases that are not, you know, maybe not as severe, but what I think is so funny about this is that even though many vets prescribe antihistamines, in a recent market research study, close to 60% of the veterinarians were dissatisfied with antihistamines. So I find that very ironic anyways. <laughs> um, in 2022, we did an analysis and found that on average, over 56,000 dogs were prescribed an antihistamine every month. And I just sit back and I, I imagine the disappointment of 56,000 pets and owners. And I see it as a lost opportunity for those practices. I think we need to consider that if antihistamines are not effective at stopping itch, it does not matter how cheap they are. It's still a waste of money. And because they oftentimes don't work, they harm the dog whose itch continues to get worse, which may then lead to secondary infections. I see them as harming the owner who is still stuck on the roller coaster of frustration and disappointment. And I see them as harming the vet practice because there's gonna be that perception that they're no longer the owner's trusted partner. I see that if the veterinarians or the staff recommend antihistamines over the phone, instead of making an appointment for that dog and getting them into the practice, and then the antihistamine doesn't work, this just pushes the potential of even further skin disease. And maybe an owner's now out there trying to treat their pet themselves using advice they've gotten off the internet. I, I just see all of these scenarios that could possibly be damaging the owner's trust in the veterinary clinic and their ability to help their pet in the future. So where are most owners getting these antihistamines? Are they picking them up at their veterinarian or are they purchasing them over the counter? In fact, 73% of veterinarians or staff 
advise pet owners to purchase the antihistamines that they recommended over the counter. We as veterinary professionals need to stop recommending antihistamines for pet owners to purchase since they don't work well for allergic itch. We also need to make sure we are asking pet owners what they have tried at home because we have found again through market research that close to 50% have already tried antihistamines and 40% of pet owners are still using them. We need to prescribe effective and safe prescription medications that work, not antihistamines that they are likely to have already tried and which have failed to provide relief for their itchy dog. That is, that's really interesting. Um, I mean, we know a lot of pet owners are trying these antihistamines, but let's kind of, you know, talk about the facts. What does the published evidence say about the efficacy of antihistamines for allergic itch in dogs? Absolutely. Thank you for asking. I love leading with the science. What is in the evidence-based medical literature? So let's start uh, first with um, a publication from a group that we call ICADA. And ICADA is an acronym for the International Committee of Allergic Diseases of Animals. And this group is made up of highly respected veterinary dermatologists. I will say that I will, I will put it out there that they are the world's leading veterinary dermatology experts. And, and so I guess like, look at it this way. These are a lot of very smart people who know a lot about er allergic itch. This group performed an extensive review of the veterinary medical literature and concluded that antihistamines are likely of little to no benefit for the treatment of acute flares of atopic dermatitis. In 2016, a double-blinded placebo-controlled study, the results showed that 85% of dogs receiving cetirizine, which is the active ingredient in Zyrtec, stayed the same or got worse over a two-week time period. From a pure medical standpoint, you cannot recommend a therapy that will allow 85% of your patients to stay the same or get worse. And that's not the only study that's looked at the efficacy of antihistamines. There's, there's plenty of them out there. There was another study, um, they looked at Benadryl, and it provided satisfactory control of pruritus in only 7% of dogs. That is less than one in 10 dogs. From an owner perspective, how would it feel to learn that your veterinarian prescribed a therapy that is no better than a placebo and is considered to be of little to no benefit by veterinary dermatology experts? So let's turn to therapies that do work for allergic itch in dogs, namely Apoquil and Cytopoint. Starting with Apoquil, we know it works great at relieving allergic itch in dogs, but what about its anti-inflammatory effects on the skin? Yeah, you know, everybody recognizes that Apoquil, you know, works great for pruritus, but it's a little known fact that it was specifically designed to work maximally on both allergic itch and inflammation. So consider this, the T helper type two lymphocytes drive the allergic response in the skin in dogs that is characterized by excessive production and activity of multiple pro-allergic and pro-inflammatory cytokines. These cytokines contribute to allergic inflammation and itch through activation of the Janus kinase intracellular signaling pathway. Apoquel is a selective Janus kinase inhibitor and when administered, it inhibits the activity of IL-31, which is the major itch-inducing cytokine. 
And Apoquel also inhibits the activity of other pro-inflammatory cytokines, effectively inhibiting allergic inflammation. That sounds like a great theory. Is there any proof that this is what's happening? You're right. The best test is what happens in the real world clinically in dogs with allergic dermatitis. In a randomized, blinded, controlled clinical study in dogs with allergic dermatitis, dogs received either Apoquel or prednisolone for 28 days. And the investigators used a dermatitis visual analog scale, which ranged from normal dog to extremely severe dermatitis. Dogs receiving Apoquel and prednisolone had similar significant improvements in their dermatitis scores. Looking at the first six days of treatment, there was no significant difference in the dermatitis scores between groups, nor the percent reduction in dermatitis score from baseline. So the bottom line is this particular study showed that Apoquel reduced skin inflammation as well as steroids. So to me, that's very exciting. And I love sharing the study because some vets are still not aware that Apoquel can help relieve both itch and the skin inflammation in their patients. And I know you talked about this visual scale, um, all the way up to severe dermatitis. Did it matter how severe the skin lesions were? No, in fact, it did not. Dogs with moderately severe to extremely severe dermatitis treated with Apoquel or prednisolone in this study had similar improvements in their veterinarian assessed dermatitis visual analog scale scores. This study supports the original study conclusion that oclacitinib administered orally in the recommended dosing regimen reduces pruritus and clinical signs associated with allergic dermatitis to a level comparable to the efficacy of prednisolone administered at a dose of a half to one milligram per kilogram daily for six days, even in dogs with more severe dermatitis. Wow, that's fantastic. Uh, Let's pivot to Cytopoint now. It works so well in most dogs, but what about the dog who responds, but maybe less than optimally after the first injection? Is it worth trying it again? So just to share, Cytopoint is a highly effective treatment for atopic and allergic dermatitis. In fact, we know that over 80% will respond within 72 hours of their injection, and that response is maintained in 69% of dogs all the way to day 28 at the end of the month. Absolutely, in real life, a minority of dogs do not completely respond to their first Cytopoint injection. Interestingly, we heard from general practitioners and dermatologists that even better results were seen after second and even third injections in many of these dogs. We wanted to see if this phenomenon was real. Could we get higher efficacy rates in these partial responders if we persevered with Cytopoint? So Zoetis sponsored a new study. I am dying to know. Tell me about that study. Um, What were the results and how does that change the way we should be treating dogs with Cytopoint? I I do love sharing this information because I didn't know this when I was in practice. And I, knowing this information now would absolutely have changed my approach to, to many of my patients. But high level in this study, 110 dogs with atopic dermatitis were given one to three Cytopoint injections depending on their response to each injection. So owners were asked to perform a weekly itch score and dogs were examined by their veterinary dermatologist once on days 30, 60, and 90 to evaluate response to therapy at the end of that month. 
And at the end of the first month, 65% of dogs were doing great and were a treatment success. This number is pretty close to our original efficacy of 69% at the end of the month, which I think is a great news. So that left that remaining 35%. What about them? Can we get those dogs to respond? So yes, we went ahead and those dogs received a second injection and they were then seen back at day 60. And guess what? Many did now respond. In fact, from a cumulative perspective, overall, 85% of these dogs responded to Cytopoint. But what about that remaining 15%? Can they do any better? And yes, they can also do better. After a third injection, now looking at our day 90 results, overall, 93% of the dogs responded to Cytopoint and were considered a treatment success. That is amazing. So we really, we really don't want to give up too soon on these dogs that are given Cytopoint. True. And I, I think about how this information would have affected many of my patients. And, and even actually, I will share my own, my own Chihuahua, who was highly atopic. Uh, she, I always called her an Apoquel rock star because she really, really did well while she was on Apoquel. And of course, I was excited to try Cytopoint for her. And she definitely responded, but I would say she would be the partial responder. And I, I just never pursued it with her. But now... It, knowing this data, I would have absolutely tried a second and a third injection for her. And I, I know this would have changed my approach to, to many of my patients too when I was in practice. But I do want to be very clear here. The story is not that every dog will need three monthly injections of Cytopoint. That's definitely not what we're saying. But what is clear is that for dogs that are less than optimal responders, it is worth giving them a second and sometimes even a third monthly injection of Cytopoint before we decide on the efficacy of this therapy. After all, if we had given up after the first dose in these dogs, we would have missed 28% of dogs that would have gone on to become treatment successes. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's such good information to have going forward and treating with Cytopoint. What about a therapy like Atopica? Where does that fit in for itchy dogs? Oh yeah, thank you for asking. I will definitely say it was a good friend of mine when I was in practice for just helping reduce the amount of steroids I was prescribing for my patients. Um, here are what I think are probably the most important high-level bullet points for practitioners about Atopica. Um, efficacy, we know that from studies after four weeks, four to six weeks, 35 to 67% of dogs had at least 50% decrease in their paritis. It may take three to six weeks to see results and maximum effects may be, you know, might take up to two to three months. According to studies, there are GI side effects in somewhere between 25 and 30% of cases. And one thing that I always advise is once you find that patient is having a satisfactory response, just try and taper the dose or taper the dosing interval for that patient. Along those same lines, what about cases where Apoquel or Cytopoint were, they were maybe working well at first, but after a few months, the owner says they're just not effective anymore. How do we as veterinarians approach those cases? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. And I will say, first of all, you know, it's just like the first time the owner calls, don't give them a phone fix. Don't make a recommendation for something that they can be doing over the counter. My recommendation is that the uh, veterinarian 
advise the owner to continue Apoquel, um, you know, or, 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 or side appoint and schedule a recheck to get that dog back in. So the dog can be evaluated for flare factors. And those include exposure to fleas, uh, developing a secondary infection, or perhaps in the food allergic dog who's found a sneaky way to get into the trash or, or get a treat from a family member. I think once the flare factor is brought under control, very often you will see the Apoquel or Cytopoint you know, go back to working really well again. Once the flare factors of fleas, food, and secondary infection have been ruled out, you have to consider that this itch flare might be due to a seasonal allergen spike. And I know you guys recognize this when you get the yellow green film of pollens all over everything outside. That's that's one of the easiest times of the year to tell that we're getting uh, elevated pollen counts. Sometimes it's not that obvious and you just have to watch allergy tracker websites. We definitely see these spikes in, in not only not only ourselves, but in our, in our pets and our patients too. Um, but I think this is, you know, having the pet in the exam room, understanding all the aspects of the flare allows us the best chance to stabilize our patient and bring relief back to that pet and relief to that pet parent too. I think it's incredibly important to educate our pet parents that even, even the most well-managed dogs can still have flares when exposed to their triggers. And, you know, it's just a normal part of having a chronic allergic dermatitis. Zoetis has a prepare for the flare handout for veterinarians to give pet owners that that also can be found on that website, scienceofstrongerbonds.com underneath the resources tab. I love all of these resources that are available <laughs> to help pet owners, but I understand there's more um, that there's a special month devoted to itchy dogs and it's coming up soon. How can practices get ready for itchy pet awareness month coming up in August? You know, I remember when I was back in practice and always wishing that, you know, always wishing I had the, you know, the cute and the catchy resources that would just make my life easier that I could, you know, use in emails or use in texts. And, and that's, again, that's exactly what Zoetis has as, you know, strives for to help you in your practice. The month of August is the third year of Itchy Pet Awareness Month, sponsored by Zoetis. One of the things that has been so cool for me is each August since we initiated this, we have broken prior record numbers of how many itchy dogs are coming into the clinic for August. This is great news for our itchy dogs. They are getting the help they need by raising awareness of allergic itch as a medical condition that needs veterinary treatment. This is a fun way to get your pet owners and your entire staff excited and involved. Again, scienceofstrongerbonds.com under the resources tab has a how-to guide and toolkit to get your practice ready for Itchy Pet Awareness Month. Everything from customizable Facebook posts and emails, waiting room and exam room posters, and other ideas to generate excitement like giveaway contests and posting pet photos online with the hashtag Itchy Pet Awareness Month. Resources will be ready in mid-June, again, at scienceofstrongerbonds.com under resources. Well, fantastic. We really appreciate the availability of all of the resources. It makes it so much easier to communicate about these things with pet owners. Dr. Liskett, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been fun. Thank you for all the great questions, Dr. Cassie. A big thank you to everyone who joined us. 
Thank you, Dr. Liska. Thank you, Zoetis, for making this possible. If you'd like to find more episodes like this, click on the Education tab on Vetfolio's webpage. As always, we'd love to hear your input on this session, as well as ideas for topics you'd like to hear from us in the future. Feel free to reach out to me at dvm at vetfolio.com. You can also visit my Facebook page at Dr. Cassie DVM, and you can find me on LinkedIn. And remember, if one animal is better off because of you today, it's a great day. This podcast was sponsored by Zoetis, the makers of treatments including Apoquil, Aclacitinib tablet, and Cytopoint. Important safety information. Do not use Apoquil in dogs less than 12 months of age or those with serious infections. Apoquil may increase the chances of developing serious infections and may cause existing parasitic skin infestations or pre-existing cancers to get worse. Consider the risks and benefits of treatment in dogs with a history of recurrence of these conditions. New neoplastic conditions, benign and malignant, were observed in clinical studies and post-approval. Apoquil has not been tested in dogs receiving some medications, including some commonly used to treat skin conditions, such as corticosteroids and cyclosporins. Do not use in breeding, pregnant, or lactating dogs. Most common side effects are vomiting and diarrhea. Apoquil has been used safely with many common medications, including parasiticides, antibiotics, and vaccines. For more information, please see the full prescribing information at apoquil.com. Apoquil Indications Control of pruritus, itching, associated with allergic dermatitis and control of atopic dermatitis in dogs at least 12 months of age. Cytopoint Indications Cytopoint has been shown to be effective for the treatment of dogs against allergic dermatitis and atopic dermatitis. Zoetis is dedicated to changing the way we approach canine pruritus to protect the bonds between the pet, the owner, and the veterinary team. Visit scienceofstrongerbonds.com for more information.